Hello, and welcome to Live Like the World is Dying, your podcast for what feels like the end times. I'm one of your today's hosts, Margaret Kildroy, and with me are also Brooke and Cassandra. How are you two? Hello. Good. Um, joining me in the background, hopefully that we can't hear, is my dog, Rintra, scratching at the carpet. So this is one of the This Month in the Apocalypse episodes, as you probably noticed based on the title of it, which was This Month in the Apocalypse. And it is for January 2020, whatever year it is now. Three? Are we at three? It's 2020, Somehow. but it's part three. Um, <laughs> and this show is a proud member of the Channel Zero Network of Anarchist Podcasts. And here's a jingle from another show on the podcast. Ba-da-ba-ba. What's up, y'all? I'm Pearson, host of Coffee with Comrades. Coffee with Comrades is rooted in militant joy. Our hope is to cultivate a warm and inviting atmosphere, like walking into your favorite coffee shop to sit down with some of your close friends and share a heart-to-heart conversation. New episodes premiere every Tuesday, so be sure to smash that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts so that you never miss an episode. We are proud to be a part of the Channel Zero Network. And this show is a proud member of the Strangers in a Tangled Wilderness sort of network publisher thing. (laughs) Here's a jingle for another show on this network or publisher. Boop, 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 boop. Since we don't have jingles yet, are you just Mm going to make one up right now? Uh, You know, I think we might have jingles, but I'll make one up anyway. Do you like (laughs) nerd shit? Are you a fucking loser? Do you spend more of your time thinking about the way that character classes in Dungeons and Dragons relate to the current meta of whatever game system you play? Do you know more about what I'm talking about than me right now? Then you might like Anarcho Geek Power Hour, which is a new show from Strangers in a Tangled Wilderness where we talk about nerd shit. Uh, the first episode is up already there might be more i don't know how fa- i'm not the one making them first episodes of talking about all about that show and or and there's gonna be a bunch of other shows that talk about other shows if you're a fucking nerd and know what the word thaco means that's Wait, not, i'm a nerd and i don't know what that means <laughs> i know it's a second edition Dungeons and dragons thing it's actually are you um, an elder millennial or gen x or i think is the actual the gatekeeping i just did there by accident really just ruining everything it means two hit armor class zero what i I started playing with third edition yeah Mm -hmm. you yeah i have another new podcast idea to pitch to y'all but we don't have to do it during this month okay well no this This is an actual jingle this is it it actually exists okay and that's the end of the jingle And we're well back, done. thanks to the regular show called <laughs> Live Like the World is Dying. I do too many podcasts, I'm going to fuck this up at some point. <laughs> Welcome to Cool People Who Did Cool Stuff. <laughs> Today's the cool person we're talking about is the end of the world. 
This, this how... is what I get for declining to do the intro, isn't it? Yeah. This, and before this is my started, reward. Yeah. Brooke was like, I'm tired. And I was like, I'm not. I'm wired on <laughs> fake energy, uh, which isn't even caffeine. I don't even drink caffeine. So what we're going to talk about today is we're talking about a bunch of different stuff. The main topic that I have to talk about today, have y'all ever heard of this agency that thinks it's in charge of us? It's called the government. <laughs> hmm. Vaguely. Vaguely yeah. familiar with it. I think different geographical locations have different uh, gangs that have gotten together and declared themselves in charge. Um, hmm. And they all use the word government once they get bigger than the word gang. The United States federal government, which is the name of the largest uh, gang operating in the territory of mm, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. C- Central North America, has a has a subgroup, and they are committed to um, – you'd think that they'd be really cool because their name is Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like fun, right? I mean, actually, these yeah. things don't go well together, and the middle one mostly <laughs> just murders you. Um <laughs> Actually, all three of them are, oh, okay, I see why there's a regulating body that people set up. But <laughs> the ATF are notorious for being kind of, um, uh, I don't know, a government body that comes after you if you like do things that they decide that they don't like. And they like hmm. to be very mercurial about that. And on January 13th, they announced a new rule that um, will turn millions of Americans into uh, felons um, in 120 days. Say more. So. (laughs) Rinchaw. Rinchaw is really concerned about everyone's gun rights. So I have a very complicated relationship with guns. Uh, I, I, you know, as people know, I I use them sometimes and I carry them and have ever since I got doxxed by the far right. And I believe that community defense is very important. I'm also, however, very critical of a lot of things about guns. So I just want to like preface um, before I talk about guns for a whole fucking chunk of this episode, I want to say that I uh, believe very strongly that if your firearm is not on you at any given moment, it needs to be locked up. Um, And this is something that uh, uh, used to be more abstract for me and is not abstract anymore. And, um, and I'm going to be on about this for a long ass time. That is the safe way. If if you are carrying a firearm, you are probably doing so because you want you or your community to be safer and or better fed. And if you don't lock your guns up when you're not holding onto them, you are not making your community safer. You're making your community less safe. And that is the kind of balance that everyone needs to have at all times if they choose to carry firearms. And um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it fucking matters. So that has nothing to do with the ATF. Because I, <laughs> I was preparing that. myself for it to be a rule about keeping. No, guns it has nothing up. to do with gun guns locked up. Okay. No. <laughs> okay, so y'all ever heard of the NFA or tax stamps? This is like gun law nope. bullshit. Well, nope. The National Firearms Act was passed, and I'll I'll cut to the chase, and then I'll go back and tell you the history. <laughs> so there's this thing. Where you can take a firearm, uh, an AR-style firearm, it's the most common gun by a substantial margin in the United States, as far as I understand, at least rifle. And you can, if you have a shorter barrel on it, there's two different classifications. There's a short-barreled rifle, 
which is illegal without specific NF, uh, ATF approval, which I'll get to why that's actually bullshit uh, shortly. Um, and second, or you can have it be a pistol. And instead of putting a stock on it, you can put something called a pistol brace, which is originally designed so that people who have like uh, less mobility or are missing a, a limb or things like that can successfully use this style of firearm. And these are fairly new objects. So you have something called AR pistols, and they're very common. They're very popular. The ATF estimates that three to seven million pistol braces have sold in the past 10 years since pistol braces came on the market in 2013. And when they first came on the market, it's a, okay, it's some loophole bullshit, mostly. I mean, you can use it as is intended. Well, you could use it as is marketed, which is for being able to fire with one hand in a more stabilized way. Or you can use it as people tend to use it, which is um, to be able to shoulder a pistol and so fire more accurately with something that is classified legally differently. And makes sense. Okay. Yeah. But before they like went ahead and like marketed this thing, they went and checked in 2013. They were like, Hey, is this chill ATF? Can we make this thing and sell it? And the ATF was like, yeah. And then they went back and forth a couple times by 2017. Not only could you sell it, but it was also legal for people to shoulder a pistol in this way and that that would not make you a felon by shooting this gun that you own legally. Go ahead. What are the concerns? Like why, why wouldn't it be a good idea or legal? There's literally, there's fundamentally none, but we'll get, okay. So I'll get to the, where short barreled rifles come from as a classification. Okay. So, and then On January 13th, the ATF ruled that this is not true, that this is not a pistol. If you have a pistol brace on an AR pistol, it is now a short-barreled rifle. And this is on some level a reasonable thing, right? Because uh, they are short-barreled rifles. That's what they are. You you shoulder them, you shoot them, whatever. I don't – someone's going to get really mad at me about this. But we were all like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I never fucking came anywhere near one of these things because I was like, this is going to get – this is going to go badly. (laughs) So I never got one, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Because it was perfectly legal. But now everyone has 120 days to either register the item with the government, destroy it, or turn it into the ATF, or put a longer barrel on the gun. And the thing that's really messy about this is that they told people that this was fine, this is good, and everyone tried to cross their T's and dot their I's, which isn't what you're supposed to do, but that's what they tried to do. And... And now, basically, they like you have to turn them in, or you're in a lot of trouble. It's a ten year. If you break the NFA, it's a ten year fel. It's a ten year felony, and if you're a felon, you can never use firearms again legally in the United States. Um, which, if you're the kind of person who collects firearms, is a fairly major impact. Besides, of course, the ten years that you might lose off your life. Wait. So sorry, mm-hmm. I'm not yeah, familiar yeah. with any of this. So so short barreled rifles are disallowed mm-hmm. correct and they've reclassified this other thing as a as short a short barrel rifle. rifle yeah okay. and it's just this incredibly popular thing and it's mostly go ahead i didn't catch that short barreled rifles were disallowed and was like ah what? yeah 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 no it's confusing the classification i'm sorry <laughs> so the reason that short barreled rifles are disallowed is leftover nonsense in 1934, the federal government was like, 
we want people to not really have guns in the U.S. anymore, if at all possible. Um, there's an amendment in the Constitution that prevents that from happening. So they were like, all right, well, we'll make it really hard. So they passed this thing where called the, the NFA, the National Firearms Act, where you have you have to pay a two hundred dollar tax. You have to get buy a tax stamp. It's just a thing that says I paid two hundred dollars, okay. which was about four thousand dollars at the time. It, 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 equivalently, they didn't actually write into the law that this would escalate with inflation. So it's still two hundred dollars if you want an <laughs> NFA item. <laughs> And they specifically, they were like, we want all the stuff that's used for crime by evil gangsters. So they wanted to get rid of machine guns, honestly reasonable. They wanted to get rid of pistols and like all handguns were going to be illegal. And then they were like, well, if we make all handguns illegal, then people are just going to chop, chop down their their little rifle or their shotgun and they're going to suddenly have a pistol, right? So... We'll make short-barreled rifles and short-barreled shotguns also illegal huh. or things that you have to register with the government and pay a okay. hefty tax stamp for. Then some people were like, but we have this thing called the Second Amendment. You can't outlaw mm-hmm. all these guns. <laughs> so pistols got knocked off of it, but they didn't knock off short-barreled rifles. Why? Because they didn't bother. Hmm. Interesting. So a short-barreled rifle is a like contraband item unless you go and you register it and you jump through all these hoops. The other thing is you have to fill out all this paperwork and then wait like sometimes years in order to get this. And the other thing they um, made illegal at this time was suppressors and suppressors. I will go to my grave believing um, should never have been. They are an element of gun safety. Uh, The ability to suppress the sound of a firearm makes it safer for everyone. It is a better object. It does not make the gun more dangerous. It also doesn't make it quiet. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, you like run around James Bond style. It's just like not true if you shoot a suppressed gun. I mean, there's like a few tiny exceptions where if you like really work with subsonic ammo, ammo in a 22 and all this shit, you can like <laughs> make it quiet. But like a suppressed gun just sounds like a gun. It's loud. It goes bang. You can hear it from a long ways off. It just doesn't permanently destroy your hearing and give you tinnitus as much. Most of them you still have to wear ear protection for. It's just a fucking... Anyway, whatever. That's not what we're talking about today. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's why they made it uh, short-barreled rifles illegal or much harder to come by. And it makes no sense. It never made any sense. Go ahead. What is there... I know it doesn't make sense. Like, it mm-hmm. sounds like someone who does paperwork was like, let's reclassify this thing. Um, but, like, what is their justification like, why are they saying it makes sense? Why are they reclassifying the AR pistol to a short-barreled rifle? Or why do they defend that short-barreled rifles are illegal? Uh, I think I understand the former, maybe the latter. So at the time, it literally was just, it's closer to a pistol. Um, that was the justification. They did They want to get rid of pistols, so that right. therefore they got rid of short-barreled rifles. The argument being concealability. But at this point in history, there isn't really a justification. No, there's no justification. <laughs> um, it's You can have a full-length rifle and you can have a small handgun and you can't have in between. Uh, <laughs> okay. It is. Arbitrary. It is yeah. Well, that's – and so that's what I think that um, – there are a lot of cases to be made against guns and gun ownership. And I am like not trying to eventually become some like gun nut talking head. 
but like this is something that people whose primary concern or like one of their concerns is uh, is firearms and firearm law. This is something that I, I think they wish people understood. The law is incredibly Kafkaesque and nonsensical and labyrinth and like just bizarre. And so whenever they're like, oh, we're going to pass this new gun control law, everyone's sitting there being like, oh, God, it's going to be some other weird, crazy loophole where if you don't do all of the following things, you're a felon. Mm-hmm. And what they've done now is they've gone back and made everyone felons in reverse. And I think it's fucked up. That's wild that that's possible to retroactively yeah. <laughs> make <laughs> that many people felons. Just It sounds like these, these ATF peoples aren't very good at the uh, F part of their ATF. <laughs> like they're drinking and smoking, but they forgot to go shoot guns? <laughs> yeah, like I don't know about the A and the T shit that they do, but they, no, they sound like they're that. really fucking up the F part. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, and this is like, the ATF is like all of the gun people's like boogeyman, right? Like, because they like, they keep track of people for potentially breaking specific laws. Like, right, for example, like, um, straw sales are illegal. I can't go to the store and buy a gun with the intention of turning around and selling it. Even though in many states, and I think this is reasonable that's fine it's a way to skirt the law in most in many states you can privately sell sell a firearm from one person to another but if you go to a store in order to buy a gun in order to turn around and sell it at this point you're an arms dealer and you like should have and so the people buying it from you should have to go through background checks and shit like that right um at least from a legal point of view mm-hmm. so what the ATF sometimes does is they keep track of anyone who buys a whole bunch of guns at once or a whole bunch of guns over some period of time. And they just like show up on the, at your house and be like, hey, where's all your, where's all your guns? We want to see them. We want to prove that you didn't sell any of them. Even though if you buy a bunch of guns for your own sake and then turn around and sell some of them because you don't want them anymore, that is usually legal. Um, and so there's kind of some like thought police stuff that has to go in because they have to prove intent and all this like weird shit. So the ATF is this like boogeyman that everyone's like weird about anyway. And then the other new thing that I'm a little bit less confident about, I've seen some stuff about this that also has people uh, <laughs> up in arms, is that <laughs> with these NFA items previously, NFA items being the uh, a short-barreled rifle or a fully automatic weapon, right? It, it is legal as a as a citizen to own fully automatic weapons in certain contexts, right? If you uh, fill out certain paperwork, you know, use them in certain environments, things like that. It's usually basically rich people have them um, because you have to buy ones that are from like before a ban. And so they, there's like only a certain number of them that are available in the civilian market. So they just become more and more expensive, which is always what the NFA was, of course, was a tax on, so it was like poor people can't have guns, rich people get to have guns. And so... There was this thing that the ATF... No, go ahead. I'm just thinking about how the the justification originally was like, we don't want mobsters to have access to these things when when they were probably the only ones who could afford them. Oh my God, that's so true. Fuck. (laughs) We only want mobsters to have these things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, if your shotgun cost $5,000, yeah, only a certain class of people would have shotguns. No, that's such a good point. Okay, so one of the other things, the NFA says that you can use, if I own, I do not own any NFA items, but 
if a hypothetical person were to own a short-barreled rifle, if they are supervising, other people can shoot it because they're there, they're present, whatever. It's my short-barreled rifle. And so you have this whole market of people who are like, yeah, Yo, you want to go shoot a machine gun? Like, come to my range, you get to shoot a machine gun, which like sounds like fun. Um, and these are very controlled environments and it's perfectly fucking, well, it's as safe as shooting guns ever is. And now the NFA has like quietly changed in its frequently asked questions. I'm sorry, the ATF has changed on its frequently asked questions on its website to just say, no, only the only the person who has registered the item can be in possession of it, can can use it. And so Oh. Weird. Yeah. So like if I have a suppressed rifle, which I don't, but I want one, I want to I want to go through the tax stamp paperwork in order to get one. Not only would it be illegal for me to let someone else use it, it would be illegal for me to store it in a way in which anyone else can access it. Hmm. Like hmm. if I live somewhere and my husband has access to my gun safe, then that would be um, now uh, a crime. This is more hypothetical. The other thing is very specific, and they released a fucking 300-page document about how they're going to turn everyone into felons and everyone has 120 days. They put so much thought into it. Oh, yeah. They've been working on this for 10 years. And, like, fairly literally. Um, This other thing is, like, a a weird... And so the reason I want to talk about this is because, like, this is a thing that is mostly being talked about in gun spaces and is therefore mostly being talked about in center, uh, uh, right of center spaces. I don't want to just say right wing spaces. I think there's a lot of center and center right uh, groups that are not like aggressively racist or something like that and are just like rural people who are into guns or whatever. And so people are really upset about it. And sometimes when we see certain types of people get really upset, we're like, ha ha ha, fuck you. But like, I think it is a completely legitimate thing for people to be upset about. I think this is fucked up. I think this is overreach. I think that this is like the the sort of hope that people have is that at the very least, they'll just get rid of short-barreled rifles off of the NFA list because it's nonsense. They shouldn't mm-hmm. be there. Mm-hmm. In, as much as, in as much as there's going to be a society, I could imagine that society being like, there's a level of weapon we don't really want around here, right? Like, I'm not a, like, nukes for everyone kind of girl. <laughs> and if I'm not a nukes for everyone kind of girl, am I a machine guns for everyone kind of girl? I'm kind of not. I kind of just don't care, <laughs> you know? Like, people can come at me, whatever. Like, maybe it's hypocritical of myself, me as an anarchist. I don't fucking know. Whatever. But, like, but, but I, but it, I don't know, whatever. That's my fucking weird gun rant. <laughs> I've watched, like, so many, like, pristine YouTube people conclusion. ranting about it. What's that? So that was a pristine conclusion. <laughs> yeah, thanks. It's so oh, funny because but- I'm, like, more anti-gun this month than I am most months. <laughs> Is it that you're anti-gun or is it that you're anti-ATF? Yeah, I'm definitely anti-ATF. Unless you're listening ATF, in which case I fucking love you. Don't come over, though. Uh, God, that sounds sketchier and I meant it. I just, whatever. (laughs) Anyway, that's... That's the main thing I had I had to talk about about January. This is not the most important thing happening, but it is a big thing. But you have some other stuff that you want to talk about, right? <laughs> I do, and I like don't even know where to go to there from here. <laughs> oh man! Well, I, I okay, guess we well, can talk speaking about speaking of tax stamps and tax. <laughs> eh? Eh? Yeah, well done. I, I was going to go for like ridiculous government nonsense. Oh, that's but, actually um, 
better. But that's taxes. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, so there's this um, act that's been proposed in Congress called the Fair Tax Act. And it's uh, ridiculous and far-fetched and is not going to go anywhere. But um, it has come up like three different times in my own life in the last week from from different people asking about it and asking about what's up with it. And I even had to kind of walk my mom through what was going on with this too because she was talking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Hi, mom, if you're listening. (laughs) Hi, mom. (laughs) Hi, Brooks, mom. Uh, nice. Um, so, so this tax act is is a Republican act, um, and uh, the succinct version of it is that they want to abolish the IRS in its entirety and institute a thirty percent national sales tax. See, I was so with them at the start of that sentence. Right, <laughs> first half is great. Stop there. We're good. Yeah. Yeah, so that would be income tax and payroll tax, estate tax, gift tax. All, all the, I mean, mm-hmm. the whole stupid, ridiculous tax system that we have would, would oh, I thought go this away. was in addition to state taxes. No. Oh, interesting. Well, I guess I guess I don't know if they can regulate state income taxes and all of that. Not without can't. a war. Yeah. So huh. anyway. Um. Anyway, and. Uh, it's so it's a thirty percent national sales tax on all goods and services purchased, which, interestingly, some of the Republicans have um, tried to call it a twenty three percent tax um, because they're playing with the way the math is presented. All right, quick math lesson. Oh, is it the which direction? Okay, yeah, give us the math lesson. Numbers, numbers are arbitrary. Is that the lesson? You can use math to lie. That's the lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you have to buy something that's a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. let's say, just for a nice round number, um, and there's a thirty percent tax on it, you're going to pay a hundred and thirty dollars for that item, right? And most of us look at that and go, "That's a thirty percent tax," right? Because um, it is, right? But if you reverse um, it, yeah, exactly. Thirty dollars. Thirty dollars is twenty three percent of a hundred and thirty dollars. <laughs> so if you just pretend that the item costs $130, then you can claim that you're only charging a 23% tax. Yeah, because 23% 20, of that is tax. Of that $130. I want to know how I missed the like stereotypical autistic person thing of understanding math. <laughs> I don't know why it just flew right by me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thing to know is that some people are like, well, it's only 23%, but and they're just lying with, they're just using math to lie. I was like, you know what? Was 23%, how is that only? I know, exactly. <laughs> like, that's a lot of my the money. The still doesn't make sense. <laughs> I mean, Better than 30%, I guess? I mean, as a freelancer, I pay some fuck off high percentage of my income and in taxes. I don't even remember. As an Oregonian, I don't pay sales tax. <laughs> Yeah. So any sales tax is the real like, tyranny. You yeah. world. <laughs> yeah. So so why do um, the right wing people want this? Like, is it because it it helps the rich because they're not paying a state tax or whatever? And it's like, and why is it repeatedly brought up? Yeah. So it's it, it would be a flat rate tax on like our current system, which is it's called a progressive tax system. And please don't confuse mm-hmm. progressive 
with um, like the liberal sense of the word progressive, but progressive as in like graduated taxes is what we have now. Poor people pay less, richer people pay more. That seems you pay more tax as you progress in income. So this yeah, is a fuck not, poor people. What? Babe? This is a fuck poor people. Uh, well, the flat rate tax would be simpler. Right than the progressive system. And allegedly, under the current proposal, low-income individuals could apply once a month for a rebate on some of the tax that they oh, yeah, uh, it's like free time that poor people have. Yeah, right, exactly. What if, I mean, if it were actually to pass, how much do you want to bet that the rebate would just be on, like, yachts? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Under the system, everyone ends up paying more in tax, except for the wealthiest 5% of Americans who actually okay. end up paying less in taxes overall. Um, but yeah, as you just alluded to, Cassandra, this is like not the first time this idea has come up. In fact, it has been introduced in Congress every single year since 1999. Really? <laughs> yeah. Why, why? Is it just some guy? <laughs> no, why are people making such a big deal out of it this time? Yeah, solid question. Um, Cause it's, so, cause it, oh, sorry, go ahead. Hypotheses are welcome. Um, it, it has no more chance of passing right now than it has the last 24 times it has been introduced. Um, but there's a larger contingent of right-wing extremists who are behind it, like 30-ish people this uh, year. 23. Um, <laughs> Okay. So anyway. it's, you know, there, there's enough support for it that it that it's garnering more attention. It's not just one or two people throwing it out there. And it, it anytime there's been kind of this larger contingent of more extreme uh, right-wing people in Congress, it has gotten attention in the news media. So like when the Tea Party folks came into Congress, um, it got proposed that year as it has every single year, um, and it made the news a little bit more then because they were more of them that supported it than usual. So is it just like Margaret said, is it just some guy? Is it, is it the far right? Just like fucking with, uh, our understanding of normalcy, like the Overton window. <laughs> yeah, probably that's part of it. I mean, it made news in 99 when it was first introduced and I couldn't tell you exactly how many times it made any kind of major news between then and now, except for when the tea party folks came into power. Cause, but, um, do you ever look back and think like, wow, we used to just have the tea party, you know? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I, like, I couldn't go ahead. I'm, it's so hard because it's like, there is a part of me, like I hate how complicated our tax system is. Right. Yeah. And so it, I could understand this appealing if you don't think it through, right? Because then you're like, well, it's just based on how much you actually spend and not what you make at work or whatever, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Because, like, I fucking hate turning around and giving some percent of my tax that I can never keep track of to the government. Basically, just every April, I'm like, there goes all my money. Um, and now every quarter, there goes all my money. And, like... So I, I get the appeal of it, and it's so frustrating because I feel like they're tapping into something that's like real, which is people's frustration with the tax system in this country. Like you explain to other, I am under the impression I have seen on the internet that people from other countries are like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? What do you mean your government just like 
Because it's like you go to a restaurant and you order food and then they're like, all right, pay me now. And you're like, how much is the food? And they're like, yeah, I mean, you can figure that out. And if you get it wrong, you go to prison. <laughs> like, that sucks. That, I'm never going to that restaurant again. Like, if the government, and I know the government can can give me a bill with a number because sometimes I underpay and they send me a bill with a number. And sometimes I overpay <laughs> and they send me money back. They know the number. Just fucking tell it to me and I will pay it. Yeah. I will. I would begrudge taxes so much less if it wasn't just this weird dance of fucking death with the goddamn government. Anyway. No, nope, you're totally fair. I have spent countless hours getting tax stuff done yeah. right now. I spent 10 hours yesterday doing tax stuff for various oh entities because that's just what I'm going to do for the next few months. Yeah. Spend a whole lot of time with taxes. Okay. Can we call it the Illuminati tax? Cause the number 23 <laughs> or is that bad we, because anything related anyway, conspiracy. We could call it the buddy tax. Because the, the fella whose turn it was to introduce it this year is Earl Leroy Carter, whose nickname is Buddy from Georgia. Leroy. Leroy is such a good name. Yeah, but <laughs> but Buddy is the name of someone who's too old to be in government. Right? <laughs> like, I had to look up a picture of the dude, and he's exactly what you think he looks like. If your nickname is Dick, you are too old to be in the government. <laughs> your nickname is Buddy. You're too old. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Okay. Wait. Wait. I want to say, old pe- older people deserve representation too. The entire government should not be run by people who are all of one generation that is much older. That's how I'm gonna walk back. And my has less voice. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Anger issues. Yeah. Agree. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I just uh um. It, it it was Buddy's turn to uh, draw the short straw, I guess, because he hasn't. It hasn't been him every year. It's it's been different folks in different years. He's only been in the U.S. Congress for five or six years, or something like that. So, I don't know if they just start off the the governmenting season with a you know drawing straws or it's some sort of like hazing ritual. <laughs> 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 You're part of the crew. You have to like <laughs> yeah. propose this ridiculous thing and everyone will hate you for it. <laughs> yeah, like they don't even want this. It's just literally they're hazing. All right. Turn is it to bring out the old unfair tax act law and abolish the IRS this year. Which is funny because it's like I mean, I just went on this rant about how we should abolish the ATF. So like <laughs> I understand. Anyway, yeah, I get so frustrated by the like. You're almost there. Yeah, You've almost reached the point. Yeah, and then they go <laughs> so on like some wild side path where they're like, and and then they wander off into the fucking. <laughs> the other yeah. part of it is that thirty percent probably is not quite enough of a tax to replace the income that they currently get from the tax system. So it would probably actually have to be higher than that to work. That's just wild to me thinking about whatever, how, how the fuck much we all pay in taxes and what happens with that money and what doesn't happen with that money and who doesn't pay taxes. Mm -hmm. All of you listening who are anti-gun, but pay taxes. I have, I have bad news for you. (laughs) You 
you buy so many more guns than any like than anyone who lives in any other country because half of your money is just guns yeah fucking u.s military hey speaking of government brutality Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um the second topic i have um is that there's some news that's going to drop tonight um the night of this day that we are sitting here recording this episode um it hasn't been released yet so it'll be like last week or the week before for you all yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. It, and it has the potential to spark some um, George Floyd-esque levels of protest. Uh, it's the body cam video footage from early January of the traffic stop and the brutal arrest of Tyree Nichols, a 29-year-old Tennessee man who died as a result of the brutality he experienced that day. The descriptions of the videos that have come out from those who have seen it in advance have likened it to the 1991 video of Rodney King being beaten by the Los Angeles police. Fuck. And Tyree's Tyree's mother, excuse me, who hasn't seen and is not going to watch the video, said that her son was beaten to a pulp by the arresting officers, of whom there were five. He was pepper sprayed, uh, struck by a stun gun, restrained, kicked, and more. And the family's attorney described the beating uh, by saying that Tyree was used as a human pinata. So some caution in watching those videos. Of course, uh, if you're listening to this, it's um, a week after they've been released. So either they have sparked intense rounds of protests or they've quietly flamed out and gone down as just another act of extreme police brutality. Well, they, I, I was reading this morning that they were, like, closing parts of Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they brought in the National Guard, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. the governor declared a state of emergency in preparation oh, for the protests that will follow the release of the videos. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, I hate that it takes the release of a video. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. The five arresting officers have all been um, fired and they're facing a barrage of charges, including second-degree murder, aggravated assault, aggravated kidnapping, official misconduct, and official oppression, which I didn't know official oppression was a thing that you could uh, get charged with, but I think we can just go ahead and slap that on a whole bunch of government stuff while we're while we're using that one. Yeah, that's what I say about them usually. It's like mm-hmm. the inverse. There's a New York City law criminal anarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway there you go i've already seen some like right-wing commentary just people pointing out the fact that like this is different this isn't race-based because the officers were also black yeah yeah because systemic Which... oppression apparently <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i i you know i'm in no position to speak to uh the race relations in this matter and any of that, but it, you know, certainly is yet another example of police brutality. Yeah. I mean, discriminate violence that they visit upon us. And still part of racist policing. I think that it is still fair to say it is part of racist policing in this country. I feel like that's been uh, laid out. This isn't like my idea. This is coming from um, black liberation movements for a long time that Mm -hmm. black police are capable of um, enacting uh, racist violence or being part of a racist, racistly violent system. But of mm-hmm. course, they'll use that to distract and they'll use um, the fact that they threw the cops under the bus, which I like wonder whether mm-hmm. they would have thrown the cops under the bus if the cops were white. Yep. yep. And 
you know, and either way, they threw the cops under the bus because of trying to minimize, not because they don't feel good about this stuff happening, because the police do, um, but because they, like, want people to not riot. And sometimes they'll, you know, that's how afraid they are. I feel like you can you can see how afraid the system is based on how it handles the cops who enact violence. You know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that's a good so it sounds like they're afraid this time. Just good. They should why. be. Um, yeah. yeah, it sounds like it's going to be some real ugly video and I am planning to watch it, but a trigger warning on myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got, well, I've got one more topic that's kind of following up on, on an old friend of ours, the Colorado River. Oh, yeah. Uh, just because it was in the news a bit recently. How's he doing? He's doing good? Yeah, everything's great with, with old Colorado. He's feeding his seven states and, and um, you know, everything's fine. So that's my update. Great. <laughs> you can tell me yeah. the bad news. Yeah. So Lake Mead, which we've talked about in at least a couple of episodes, it provides water to and electricity to Arizona, Nevada, and uh, just a little old area called Southern California. And uh, currently right now it's at its lowest point that it has been since 1935. And it has been at its lowest point since 1935 for about two years now. And it keeps getting lower, which is the decline of the lake is consistent with the overall decline of the water levels in the whole river, which is a significant source of water also for Wyoming, Colorado, Utah, and New Mexico. And the reason that it's uh, extra in the news at the moment is that these seven states that all depend on the Colorado River have collectively worked together for, I guess, more than 100 years to kind of manage the water and its resources and decide how to allocate it. And the federal government has uh, tasked them a couple of times in the last year to come up with a plan for reducing their water usage and for, um, you know, kind of this emergency scenario because it's getting so very low. And for the second time in the last year, the states have failed to come up with a plan together, despite their, you know, century of working together. So the Interior Department of the federal government is probably going to have to step in and impose water usage cuts on the states in order to prevent, well, I mean, it's still going to be pretty devastating, but in order to, you know, mitigate who's getting how much of the devastation. Well, I bet that'll go smoothly. Yeah. They're not already having, you know, legal challenges and, you know, threatens of yeah. sue and lots of lawyers and private organizations and stuff involved. And if there's one thing, I mean, what's that saying? Uh, thirsty people don't fight over water. <laughs> exactly how it goes. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. It'll be fine. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. in other parts of California, they're like massive flooding and they're predicting, they're already predicting uh, uh produce shortages for the rest of the year yeah great need Mm -hmm. so too much water in the north too little water in the south crops fucked yay excellent yeah now the thing that people like to to uh, raise the the alarm about especially with lake mead is that it feeds the um hoover dam and uh, if the water level gets too low in the lake, they're not going to be able to power the dam. But um, 
it's not actually really looking like it's that's going to happen soon. There's still probably a few years before it would get that low. And this is based on like me pulling all of the data and looking at the worst case scenarios of okay. the water levels. And that's, you know, I'm not a climatologist, so I can't tell you about other things that might happen, but just in terms of the trends of the decline in the water. Now, of course, that means they'll have two years to ignore it and then still freak out and panic and fuck everything up at the last minute. No, no, but, they'll like get it together. That's why we have governments. They're really good at <laughs> doing stuff in a timely fashion and addressing the big the big issues. Thanks. Governments make everything more efficient. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Without it, total anarchy. Lies. Um. Damn lies and governments. <laughs> All right. What's happening in the world, Margaret? What's happening outside our little bubble? It's about California, my first one. <laughs> All right, so California. One of us is in California. <laughs> yeah. for the record. <laughs> so, okay, what is it? There's a bill, Assembly Bill 92 in California. I have no idea whether this is likely to pass. This is the thing. I think that I accidentally fall into this too. Whenever we see like, oh, there's this new bill and it's fucked up. Everyone's like, oh, fuck, they're going to, you know, there'll be a bill that's like murder every seventh child and people will be like, oh, fuck, <laughs> you know, and like, and then usually those bills don't pass. And so we feel a little bit like wolf cry when we're like, like all the anti-trans bills that are happening right now, right? Like Virginia actually just shut one down and I wish I, I should have. I should focus more on some of the positive news for these things. Virginia just shut one down. Like it didn't even go to vote. People were like, no, nah, we're good. Mm, um, nice. And, but I don't even think that was a statewide one. I don't know, whatever. It's like these things do get defeated all the time, but people propose all this wild shit, like uh, the 23 people tax. And, um, <laughs> which, well, I know, but if you start with the 30 people who propose it <laughs> and then you say, we'll pass the tax if we get to execute seven of you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'd be willing to like give it a shot for a little while. Um, <laughs> a shot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which oh, they'd boy. be in trouble if they lived in California, if this bill passes, because California is trying to pass a bill or some people in California are trying to pass a bill banning uh, civilian possession of armor. Um, Body armor. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that, yeah. It's just like, why? why? I, I always wonder how... Like, they must have to have some sort of justification for proposing bills like this. And I just, like, what is it? So their justification <laughs> for proposing this is that several of the mass shooters have worn body armor in the past couple mass shootings. This, to me, is like the crystal clear distillation of, like, doing law wrong, you know, is like being like, well, you can't protect yourself from bullets because some people <sighs> who want to kill people might protect themselves from bullets. But if we so, pass a law about it, those people who want to kill people will definitely follow the law. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best thing about law is that the only people who follow it are criminals. <laughs> and <laughs> everyone else is free. Actually, what's really funny is in a weird way because of how selective enforcement is, it's like, you know, it's like if you're breaking some other laws, the only time you get in trouble for certain laws. Um, but yeah, so they're trying to pass a bill outlawing body armor and i think it is fucked up that's uh that's wild yeah most of the mass shooters are men we could just outlaw them hey you know um i 
see no counter argument that could be made. <laughs> Let's put um, them in cages. Yeah. Oh, breeding yeah. stock only. Oh God. <laughs> the 1960s called. They want their science fiction back. <laughs> but they can't have it because it's funny. Right. <laughs> so uh, there's that. There's a diabetes med that's in shortage called Ozempic, and it's in shortage because a version of it got popular for weight loss. The same drug mm-hmm. is used is produced by the same manufacturer at a higher dosage called Weg- Wegovy. I don't know. The dumbest names in the world are the names of prescription drugs. Yeah. And that's so job. <laughs> I know. Sorry. I'm so jealous of whoever's job that is. Like, I write <laughs> fantasy characters for a living. I could do that job. <laughs> Um, no, that's not true. Because like fantasy authors always go for like, all right, we're gonna take a normal name like John and we're gonna like spell it weird or add an e in the middle <laughs> or something. And like this isn't called like insulin, you know? It's not just insulin with a different pronunciation. They is fucking original. Ozempic, Wegovy, like it doesn't even look like it's some other language. It just looks like you look at that and you're like, that's a prescription drug. That means we need to hire a sci-fi author to do the Uh, job. Yeah, Yeah. okay. All right. Well, since I'm out of that job, um, people at the World Economic Forum in Davos are predicting major cyber attacks in 2023 and or 2024. DDoS Hmm. attacks, denial of service attacks, like where they flood an IP to shut it down. Those increased 79% last year. Um, Wow. And something like 49% of like major economic things that do all the manufacturing etc are like vulnerable or like particularly not hardened to cyber attacks um you know we had that thing a couple years ago where like you couldn't get tack you couldn't get gas in part of the mid-atlantic because of a cyber attack um oh yeah so anyway so there's that to look forward to uh In the most depressing news that no one ever wants to admit or think about, Germany's Minister of Health says that all signs point towards COVID putting people at risk for incurable immune deficiencies. The studies are not final, um, but there's just more and more mounting evidence coming from all different corners about how um, we should be taking COVID seriously. And again, not to put that impetus on like as much the individuals, but like wouldn't it be cool if some of our tax money paid for, I don't know, HVAC systems for schools? Hmm. Weird. Wouldn't that be just like, oh, yes. And the other thing that happened, I didn't write this in my notes, but one of the main things that I saw this fucking month is at the World Economic Forum in Davos. The windows were open. There was HEPA filters in every mm-hmm. room. Everyone tested at the door. The people in the audience wore masks because the world leaders know that it's fucking real. Yep. But... But but didn't we just decide it ended here in the U.S.? Didn't we just declare that? Oh no, it's, that we it said it to April. <laughs> oh okay, it's over in April. Yeah, <laughs> except not the SNAP benefits. No, the SNAP benefits. That is the next thing I had on my list. It was very good. Um, the SNAP benefits, uh, which I still in my head to call food stamps, but maybe you're not supposed to. But in case you're done with SNAP, means. The extended benefits that people got during the COVID pandemic are going to expire in March. So February is the last month of the extended benefits. Sorry, sucks to be poor. Hope you don't die of the... This is me and my government voice, not me and my voice. Hope you don't just... Well, actually, we do want you to just go back to work and die for the economy. 
Speaking of people willing to die for the economy, Bolsonaro's right-wing idiots stormed the Capitol after he lost an election. I don't have nearly as much as Brazil. Um, I don't have nearly as much information about that as I wish I did prepared because I this is the speed round. Speed <laughs> round. There should be like a little sound Lightning effect. round. Uh, on the other hand, I like other people when they storm government institutions and left-wing people in Peru are doing this or like also uprising. And I think that's Yay. good because I hate that we let when people are like the insurrectionists and the seditionists. And I'm like, Hey, now that's some of my best friends. Um, what else? Oh, and Pakistan has have been having massive after their fucking floods that we talked about last year they've been having massive blackouts there was like two 220 million people without power for a while um and it's basically old fucked up infrastructure that is fucking them up and that either of you all have lightning rounds no i don't pay attention to the news i'm doing taxes oh yeah (laughs) okay well that's the end of our lightning round. Pew, pew, pew. And that is this month in the apocalypse. And if there's something we missed, there isn't. And if you think something happened that was bad, uh, it didn't happen. Um, or we would have covered it. I, I see no flaw in that logic. And Perfect. I think you all are going to have to learn to understand that... Um, that's just the way it is so but if you want to hear us tell you everything that's happening and whatever if you want to support this podcast you (laughs) should do so by supporting us on patreon uh our patreon is patreon.com slash not live like the world's dying shit our uh, strangers in a tangled wilderness that's right strangers in a tangled wilderness because this is published by strangers in tangled wilderness and if you support us on Patreon, we'll mail you a zine every month if you support us at a certain level. Otherwise, you'll get like discounts and all our stuff, including my new book that's probably out by the time you all hear this called uh, Escape from Insul Island, which is about people doing what it says on the cover. I tend to be fairly literal with some of my naming conventions with uh, amazing cover art by Jonas Goonface. And you can go get that from tangledwilderness.org or wherever you buy books. I mean, eventually you can get from wherever you buy books. Right now you can... Well, I don't know. Book distribution is weird. So you should support us at Patreon, patreon.com slash strangers in Tangled Wilderness. And also in particular, we would like to thank some of our patrons. We would like to thank Ali and Paparuna, Milica, Boise Mutual Aid, Theo, Hunter, Sean, SJ, Paige, Mickey, Nicole, David, Dana, Chelsea, Kat, J, Starro, Jennifer, Eleanor, Kirk, Sam, Chris, Micaiah, Hoss the Dog, and Hans. Maybe Jans. I usually write the pronunciation ahead of time, and I'm very sorry. And it's especially embarrassing because you're new uh, to the list, and I really appreciate you in particular, Hans or Jans, for supporting us. And that's it. I'm going to hit the done, and I hope you all are doing great. Bye. Bye.